None of the content on this or any episode of the Kratom Science Podcast, Kratom Science Journal Club, or on any page of KratomScience.com is intended, nor should it be considered medical claims or medical advice. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. Buddy, it's just me this week. Kaylee has finals, and I didn't want to bug her. Doing this podcast requires a lot of homework, and who needs that when you have finals coming up? I'll be doing the news later, but first, little update about the podcast. We do have a journal club in the can. That's coming up. Had an interview scheduled for another episode, but the interviewee got sick, but hopefully he gets well and we can put that episode out before the end of the year. If you have anybody you'd like to suggest for a guest, give me an email at kratomscience2020 at gmail.com. You can also give us a call with any questions, comments, suggestions for guests. It's 412-353-9770. That's 412-353-9770. Leave us a voicemail. We'd be glad to hear from you. In the meantime, I'm focusing more on articles on the KratomScience.com blog, so check those out. We cover the latest in Kratom Science research. Occasionally, I'll do... A review of the literature based on one topic, uh, such as uh, Kratom and liver health. And we cover the latest news. And what I'll do for that is I'll take some of these Kratom headlines and I'll do some more thorough journalistic work than uh, some of the mainstream outlets have done. If it's about a new Kratom law, I'll pour through the text of the legislation, give you a summary of it. If it's about a lawsuit, I'll read the lawsuit. If it's about a death investigation, I'll send a records request to the county medical examiner, look over that, summarize it for you. Based on the topic, I'll email a scientist, I'll email a drug policy expert, I'll email another journalist. I'll try to get a hold of elected officials and get their opinion and perspective on it. That's what I'm doing. I'm spending most of my time here on Kratom Science as a hired employee researching, reading through information, reading all the science, and trying to summarize it so people who don't have time to do that can understand it in a simple article format. That's generally what I think journalism is supposed to do, but rarely does. It's Now it's simplifying these things for the purposes of entertainment and catchy headlines. So come to, come to kratomscience.com if you want to be informed. All right, here's the news. This first story, you can find it on KratomScience.com. Headline is, Arkansas man sentenced to 10 years for, quote, trafficking Kratom. On November 16th, Green County Circuit Court in Arkansas sentenced a man to 10 years in prison for carrying Kratom. Arkansas classified Kratom a Schedule One substance in 2015, making it just as illegal as heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine. 
In 2021, Greene County police pulled over Marshall Ray Price, 46. Police claim Price was driving with broken taillights. They also claim Price gave consent to search the vehicle. The search, according to court documents, turned up, quote, in excess of 200 grams, unquote, of kratom, which classifies the charge as felony trafficking in Arkansas. 200 grams, about 7 ounces, may be a 1-2 to two month supply for a moderate kratom consumer. Price's family claims the kratom was for personal use only. In Facebook comments on the story by Region 8 News, Price's daughter Mallory Green Hobbs posted, He never deserved 10 years for simple possession of a tea plant. He definitely wasn't trafficking it like they're saying. He had two small packages, maybe four doses worth. It should have been a simple possession charge. My dad isn't a drug trafficker. This medicine helped my dad get off and stay off heroin. Julian Jones, also Price's daughter, added, He takes it just like a protein powder. Our father is not a danger to society. Arkansas court records show Price had prior convictions for possession of controlled substances, including non-prescription suboxone and marijuana and failure to make child support payments. The sentencing order shows Price has no prior domestic violence or sex offense charges, yet the jury recommended 120 months in prison, two years longer than the minimum 96 months. Circuit Judge Randy Philhours agreed. Nora Volkov, director of National Institute on Drug Abuse, NIDA, wrote in 2021, quote, Drug use continues to be penalized despite the fact that punishment does not ameliorate substance use disorders or related problems. One analysis by Pew Charitable Trust found no statistically significant relationship between state drug imprisonment rates and three indicators of state drug problems, self-reported drug use, drug overdose deaths, and drug arrests, unquote. In this case, The jury also found Price guilty of driving on a suspended license. The jury found him not guilty of driving with defective improper tail lamps, calling into question the reason police gave for the stop. A motion by the defense suggests there is some question as to whether Price truly gave consent to a vehicle search. Public defender James Skurlock filed a motion to suppress evidence which, quote, objects to the use of any evidence by the state of Arkansas which the court finds was illegally obtained by an unlawful search and seizure and property seized as a result of an invalid warrant or a warrant unsupported by probable cause, unquote. A motion filed by the state sought to restrict testimony that Price bought Kratom legally in Missouri. According to the prosecution, quote, any attempt to introduce evidence through testimony or other means would be for the sole purpose of attempting to mitigate the criminality of the defendant's conduct by asserting that since it is a legal drug just up the road, he is less culpable or less guilty or should have the pity of the jury. Unquote. Prosecuting attorney Keith Cressman put out a press release celebrating his victory. Quote, our communities won't tolerate drug trafficking, unquote, Cressman said. He also praised fellow prosecutors on the case, Wesley Watts and Alexia Butler, quote, for their hard work and willingness to serve, unquote. Chrisman also made news in 2022 for trying to block the West Memphis Three from introducing DNA evidence into their famous case. A jury convicted three teenagers 
teenagers in West Memphis, Arkansas, of the 1993 murders of three young boys based on very flimsy evidence, other than the fact that they liked to wear heavy metal t-shirts and face coercive interrogations by police. The documentary Paradise Lost gained critical acclaim and support from famous musicians and actors for the three teens. Yeah, so Cressman's a real piece of work. Uh, he's celebrating, convicting this guy that has a couple ounces of kratom. Ten years in prison. He's only had prior convictions for drug possession. He's not a violent criminal. Seems to be a guy that used to have a heroin problem, according to his daughters. If you've ever seen the documentary Paradise Lost about uh, this area of Arkansas, yeah, there's a lot of sleazeballs that just take joy in prosecuting people that have hurt nobody. And now this guy, Cressman, is blocking the West Memphis Three from entering DNA into their case to make evidence come to light. So people that are for prohibition never seem to give a fuck about evidence, especially they just want to hurt other people. That's part of what they want to do. These groups that are for creating prohibition, they just want to hurt people. They don't seem to care about any logical reason why this wouldn't help people, a ban on Kratom. It wouldn't keep people safe. It wouldn't prevent anybody from dying or becoming dependent on Kratom. In fact, it would introduce Kratom into the illicit market of substances that are laced with fentanyl. Like a 10-pill Kratom thing is only about 5 grams of Kratom, which is a pretty, which is a moderate dose. Kind of a heavy dose for a beginner, but it's a moderate dose. It's, it's, uh, I take 4 grams. Somebody gets 10 pills with fentanyl in it, they're probably likely to overdose. So, we need regulation, not criminalization. Regulation would assure that people who are buying Kratom know what's in the products. Addiction is a complex thing. We don't need more people that are scared to go to a doctor because they have an addiction that they don't know how to help. So that's what people that want to prohibit Kratom want. This guy seems to have past addiction experience that got him arrested once or twice. He doesn't deserve 10 years in prison for having Kratom. I believe his daughters when they say he wasn't trafficking it. So this guy, Marshall Price, I've been talking to Mike Overstreet from the Kratom Guy Show, the other podcast. You guys should listen to it. Uh, he's in contact with the family. I sent him some of the court records that I got for this article. So they're working on, it seems like the cops might not have gotten consent to search the vehicle. And they use this broken taillight thing as an excuse. So if they get a hold of maybe the police cameras and stuff. I don't know if this could be appealed. This guy doesn't seem like a rich man. Money buys justice in this country. It's fucking disgusting. That's just the way it is. We all know it. It's all fucking obvious. You're not hiding anything by convicting this guy and then putting on a press release to celebrate it. This Christmas guy is a fucking slime ball. Piece of shit. I, I don't know what the culture is there, but I know some people from Arkansas and it sure as hell got nothing to do with them. These guys are take joy in, in just putting people in prison that don't deserve to be there. They're just disgusting people. I, this Cressman is a disgusting fucking person. And there's just no rational argument for banning substances. Uh, Nora Volkov 
hit a NIDA is now saying, I mean, just the data is in about that, the social science data that, and this is a perfect example, uh, arresting people and putting them in jail for substance possession doesn't help anyone in the long term, short term. I mean, if this guy had some kind of kratom addiction, he should be getting medical attention. I don't know if he had that or not. You can't diagnose addiction on the internet or based on even how many, how much of a substance somebody does. Addiction is a complex thing. It's caused by trauma. It's not caused by drugs. That's why people become addicted to gambling and shopping and video games and sex and food. Things that we all do, but there's a reason we don't become addicted and other people do. So it's just a stupid, idiotic way of dealing with things. Banning everything like they're going to go away. People that want to ban things are doing it because it hurts people. They're not stupid. They're all adults. They know it hurts people. They can look at the information just like we can. It's not based on any kind of science or rational thinking. All right, let's go to the next story. This can be found on KratomScience.com as well. Florida family sues Kratom vendor for wrongful death. Strong Kratom extract found. A Florida family is suing Kratom vendor Grow LLC, doing business as Kratom Distro, for the wrongful death of Crystal Talavera, a 39-year-old nurse from Palm Beach, Florida. An open packet of space dust, reported as an extremely strong Kratom extract, was found near her body when she died in June 2021. The postmortem toxicology report obtained by Kratom Science lists 1,594 nanograms per milliliter of mitragynine present, a significantly high amount. Tests for common drugs like methamphetamine, antihistamine, opioids, and alcohol were negative. Caffeine and continine, a metabolite of nicotine, were present in non-toxic amounts. The report also showed naloxone, perhaps administered in an attempt to counter a perceived opioid overdose. According to an analysis of post-mortem toxicology reports, Papson et al. 2019, quote, mitragynine concentrations between 100 and 500 nanograms per milliliter may need to be scrutinized as contributory, while concentrations greater than 1,000 nanograms per milliliter are more frequently being associated with fatalities and may be more causative in nature, unquote. Postmortem toxicology tests did not account for many novel psychoactive compounds such as tianeptine and phenobut, which have been found in intentionally adulterated kratom samples. While most kratom extracts are full spectrum, having the same alkaloid profile that is naturally occurring in plain leaf kratom, some have been found to contain elevated levels of minor complex alkaloids that may have not been thoroughly researched or even tested on animals. The autopsy report listed an enlarged heart and large liver associated with liver or heart disease, a widened mediastinum, which can be related to life-threatening dysfunction of the aorta, nephrosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries in the kidneys caused by long-term untreated high blood pressure, and gastritis, or inflammation of the stomach. The medical examiner's report stated Talavera had, quote, no known medical history and that two weeks prior to her death, the decedent complained of stomach pain. Her biological father reportedly had heart valve disease, unquote. Her cardiac pathology was classified as having, quote, no histopathic change, unquote. 
No mechanism of action has been established for how Kratom or mitragynine could cause or trigger a cardiac death. Responsible consumers of Kratom have regular health screenings and blood work and are aware that Kratom could cause a drug interaction with many prescription and over-the-counter drugs and dietary supplements. The space dust extract sold by Kratom Distro has been reported on Reddit and elsewhere as being extremely strong. Quote, Someone gave me this, didn't tell me it was extract, and I took a regular sized dose last night. It was horrible. I was shaking so bad I couldn't even hold my water bottle, take a sip, sweating like I ran 20 miles, couldn't walk, couldn't see, and projectile vomited in the middle of the night. I was scared to fall asleep. I thought I was going to die. I still feel shaky today, but much better than last night. Not ever taking it again. Not ever. Unquote. Another wrote, quote, bad, bad, bad experience here when it first came out at point two. Oof, like could not stand. Definitely never felt like that from any Kratom before, unquote. We've reached out to Kratom Distro for more information about this product. We'll update this post should we get a reply. The trial is scheduled to take place in July 2023. And I have a picture of, of the bag of Space Dust. It's a plain white bag with the word Space Dust written on it in Sharpie marker. So this is a case where we don't know what was in this extract. Uh, a lot of these companies are fucking around with these minor alkaloids that have never been tested on animals and they're elevating them beyond what's ever been in uh, natural leaf kratom. You know, I'm not going to blame the, this poor lady. She shouldn't be dead. And if uh, she wasn't taking this stuff, I don't think she would have been. But she did have a history of heart valve disease with her father. Uh, this nephrosclerosis, which is... A hardening of the arteries and the kidneys uh, caused by long-term untreated high blood pressure. She was a nurse, so she's probably under a lot of stress. And she was taking Kratom long-term without an issue. I I read in another article that she called it like, it was like her coffee. So she gets a hold of this extract, figures she can take it, and who knows what was in it. I have no idea what was in this stuff. Of course, it's not tested. I mean, I don't know why this fucking shit isn't sent to a lab along with her blood work. We don't know what was in this stuff. And also, every Kratom company should just look at the laws for the states with the Kratom Consumer Protection Act and put stuff on the label. Like, if you have medical conditions, consult your doctor. Kratom could interact with a number of prescription drugs. Every company should be at least sending their stuff to labs if they're not going to be a GMP. Uh, send your stuff to labs because who knows this? who knows where... This stuff was sourced. Here's how the Kratom business works. It comes off a fucking container ship. Everybody takes the same shit, puts their own label on it. That's like the dirty truth. Some people have long-term sources. Some people know who to get it from. But when somebody's writing their labels in Sharpie marker, they're not fucking serious. And they're probably getting off of one of those guys that sends out or some other nefarious supplier that's just fucking around with these alkaloids. Yeah, this is this is on the industry right here. I'm not going to blame this this poor woman for not knowing uh, she might have pre-existing conditions. So if anybody's new to Kratom, don't take extracts. Just don't do it until this stuff's more regulated. Take plain leaf Kratom. When people go around saying, oh, well, they've done it for hundreds of years. Well, no, they haven't done this shit for hundreds of years. We don't know what 
some of these elevated alkaloids do. One of our journal club episodes was one of the alkaloids. I forget which one it is. It's one of the ones that started with S. But they isolated that, fed it to uh, mice, and it killed like 60% of the uh, mice. That was that was a kratom alkaloid. But it doesn't matter. It's all about scale, unless you believe in homeopathy, which is bullshit. That says you can put like a one molecule of something in a glass of water and it'll heal you. There, so there's alkaloids that when they're elevated, they could be deadly. This is where these sheriffs and these people that are uninformed get uh, kratom is uh, just as heavy as heroin because they're talking about isolated 7-hydroxymetragenine. Luckily, there's not heavy doses of 7-hydroxy in a lot of these products because it actually costs a lot to to make that cost more than it's worth and my tragedy gives you the um the good effects without as much as what they call abuse potential which would mean essentially the potential for dependency since addiction and abuse come from psychological disorders they don't come from substances it's ridiculous. We have to move on from the dark ages that say the drugs cause this. We could say it causes dependency if you take it every day, like caffeine, kratom. Sometimes dependencies cause problems, sometimes they don't. A lot of people smoke until they're in their 90s and smoke on their deathbed. and Not many, though. I think with cigarettes, it's a little... But anyway, this this poor woman shouldn't be dead. It's ridiculous. The, the fucking industry, like, at least... Invest in goddamn stickers to put on your fucking products. At least protect yourself from a lawsuit. They're, this company's being sued for $75 million. They don't have that kind of money. The guy's gonna fucking be destroyed. And it's ridiculous. You're fucking hurting the whole kratom industry. Put fucking warning labels on your goddamn products. I mean, this is your business. When you're not filling out orders, take the time to learn some fucking laws and shit. On a lot of these websites, I see a full disclaimer that that should go on every goddamn product. And don't be selling these fucking fucked up extracts. There are full spectrum extracts that veteran cranium consumers can use that are more convenient for them. They're just fine. They're just a stronger extract. It's literally for people that already know the risks and pitfalls. Just like bottles of scotch or for not for somebody who just turned 21 and and they're having their first beer. But also uh, the other lesson here is we don't know. We don't know what these extracts do. At least if you're going to take extracts, go get b- blood work done at least and see if everything's normal. Go see a doctor. Some people are scared to tell doctors that they're doing Kratom because if you have that, something in your medical history, you won't get pain relievers when you're in pain. Because our medical system is so fucked, and it doesn't follow its own fucking science about drug use. People can't can't even get opioids anymore because they have a history of something, so they're just left to be tortured. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening who have done Kratom did it for that reason. So, anyway. The, there's tons of these wrongful death suits. I have other ones I could talk about this month. Be responsible. Like, fucking get the shit tested in a lab. It's not that expensive. If you're selling extracts, you should get a full-spectrum test. If you're selling, I mean, if you're selling plain leaf, you at least get a test to make sure you're not, there's not salmonella, there's not uh, high levels of lead in there. There could have been a ton of lead in that in this stuff she was taking. Could have caused, like, a, like a toxic reaction. And again, there's no mechanism of action for how my, tra- I think my tragedy and toxicity 
is wrong. I mean, there's 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 another rat study just came out where they fucking plied the rats with mitragynine and it didn't show any respiratory depression. There's been a handful of them, and if mitragynine was actually killing people, it would be killing rats too. They they give it to the rats in way higher doses than than humans take. So mitragynine toxicity is wrong, but it's like. I, we don't have a public health system, so nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck why these people, exactly why they die. That's the only thing the coroners have to go on. I don't fucking blame them. There's new novel psychoactive compounds that come out every year. We don't know what they do. They're not, they don't have the benefit of being traditional use like Kratom, like this Phenobut, this Tianeptine. We don't know what the fuck these things do. The FDA and everybody else refuses to enforce regulations on these companies. And the stu- the dietary supplements industry is full is just as full of shit as pharmaceuticals are, even more so. I- I'm glad pharmaceuticals have to go through this massive, expensive process. Dietary supplements should have to go through a little bit more, I think, or at least what's there should be enforced. But, like, there's companies putting tons of manganese in Kratom that because they read manganese is good for you, but they put, like, toxic amounts in it because they're idiots. It's fucking ridiculous. It's it's such a stupid industry. And don't get me wrong, it's loaded with good people who want to do the right thing. But they're, they're being drowned out by greed heads that want to make off with the cash in this fucking industry. So... Everybody needs to get their shit together on every level around Kratom. We want to keep this league. We know it helps people. We know, like every psychoactive substance, most people, the vast majority of people who use it have positive outcomes. Every psychoactive substance, except maybe nicotine, I would say, and illicit fentanyl. Those are the two that I don't think there's mostly positive outcomes. Kratom, definitely. You need to make the risks less for people. Public health needs to do it. The FDA needs to do it. The creative ministry needs to do it. I mean, for the past year, I've been trying to talk about risks more. Okay, this next story is from KNOE8 News. I believe it's in uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Headline is, FPPJ considers adopting ordinance to ban Kratom. This is by Kenya Ross, published December 1st, 2022. Dateline, Winsboro, Louisiana. The Franklin Parish Police Jury is considering adopting an ordinance to ban a legal herbal substance called Kratom. Sheriff Kevin Cobb of the Franklin Parish Sheriff's Office says after speaking with rehab centers in the area, he discovered that the use of Kratom in the parish has risen over the last several months. Kratom is known to cause addictive disorders and can be easily obtained in Franklin Parish and throughout the state inside convenience shops. Cobb says he approached the police jury several weeks ago and asked to adopt an ordinance to make Kratom illegal in the parish. The herbal substance is a problem at the top of the list for law enforcement in Franklin Parish, according to Cobb. He hopes to help minimize substance abuse and mental health disorders in the area by banning Kratom. Cobb stated he's received reports of people taking 30 to 40 pills a day. FPPJ will hold a public hearing on December 19th, 2022 for discussions on the ordinance. So hear that, everybody? December 19th, 2022. 
Yeah, so uh, in case you don't aren't aware of the terminology, uh, a, a parish in Louisiana is like a county everywhere else, and a police jury is like a county council everywhere else. Uh, it sounds like the police are deciding what who they get to arrest. Well, that's where Sheriff Kevin Cobb, who is advocating for this, come in, comes in. I think that should be fucking illegal everywhere in the United States to have cops going around advocating for who they can arrest. I mean, what? that's not America. That's like, you know, we want to arrest this group of people. Please let us. Okay, county council. I mean, this is bullshit. Um, so this isn't isolated to this parish. Uh, there was one parish that banned it and criminalized anybody the possession of Kratom. So anybody who possesses Kratom in that parish can go to jail. Uh, another parish just outlawed the sale of it. But if you possess it in that parish, you won't go to jail. So that's a that's a more fair approach. I kind of understand, given what I just complained about with uh, some of these vendors not taking care of what they're selling. And, and just the totally Wild West marketplace of Kratom. However, I don't... It's it's totally insane to me that to throw people in jail for any substance. It, I don't know how adults can look at the drug war and think it helps to outlaw drugs. We need more public health. All we're doing is building fucking prisons and, and so we can criminalize people. I don't know why the existence of the prison industry is a thing. It should be all public. This country is fucking insane how we try to deal with public health shit. Public health issues. It's fucking insane. I'm glad there are at least sane people like Nora Volkow, the the uh, head of NIDA, although she's probably had some policies in the past that I would disagree with, whatever. But but her talking about that we shouldn't penalize drugs anymore is right. I don't know why these councils don't, like, before they decide the fate of people, why they don't at least think about it first... And cops don't have the intelligence to make drug policy. They don't. They're not qualified to decide these public health issues. I mean, it's easy to arrest peaceful people. It's a lot easier than dealing with violent people, I know. I guess it justifies your job to want to find more peaceful people to arrest. And I understand there are violent drug dealers everywhere. The reason they're violent is because drugs aren't dealt legally. Just like uh, Dr. Steinmetz said when he was on here on this podcast, he said Miller and Budweiser don't shoot each other up when they have a disagreement. They sue each other in court. Those are legal drug dealers. Alcohol's a drug that most, and by the way, that most people can handle. Most people don't have problem use. Alcohol doesn't inevitably lead to problem use, even though clearly a problem with a lot of people. Drunk driving, everything else, violence domestic violence but if it was outlawed there'd be a lot more fucking violence Al Capone and shit there's been Al Capones forever because of illegal drugs in this fucking violent culture prohibition is violence and I think this is a follow up from another one we did last month on the news Uh, this is from the sandpiper.net Sandpipers, they're my favorite beach bird. Beach Haven bans sale of Kratom Delta 8. It's published December 7th, 2022 by Eric England. 
An ordinance adopted by the Beach Haven Borough Council at an agenda meeting last week bans the sale of unregulated substances such as Kratom and Delta-8 THC products. The ordinance defines Delta-8 THC as an extract or a stimulant that is produced from naturally occurring cannabinoid found in small traces in hemp and cannabis plants and includes, but is not limited to, any food product, dietary supplement, or smoke or vape product containing such an extract or stimulant. Kratom is defined as a stimulant produced from leaves of an evergreen tree, Mitragonus speciosa, native of Southeast Asia, which contains mitragenine and and hydroxymitragenine, he means 7-hydroxy, and not much of it contains that, and a food product or a dietary supplement. That's okay simple mistake. The ordinance says that these products have the potential for abuse and can pose a threat to health, welfare, and safety to the community and its residents. The use and or sale of Kratom has been banned in six states based upon information which has indicated its use as a health and safety risk, it states. On September 19, 2019, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued a warning about Kratom because of its morphine-like properties, which could, if misused, pose users to risks of addiction, abuse, and dependence. At least they say risks or in the, instead of it causes addiction. The ordinance notes use or sale of Delta-8 products has been either restricted or banned in 18 states. Oh, and here's the bullshit part. Quote, the borough here, hereby finds that manufacturer of Kratom and Delta-8 products are packaging and labeling these products in ways that appeal to children, such as gummies, chocolates, cookies, and candies. The ordinance says, what is it, like 19-fucking-32? Quote, it has been determined that it is in the best interest of health, welfare, and safety of the bird to address the sale of unregulated substances <sighs> at locations in close proximity to schools, playgrounds, parks, daycare facilities, and family tourism locations. I think that's okay. I mean, get it away from the schools and that. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just, a lot of places have ordinance that you can't sell alcohol within certain distance from a playground but the bullshit is adults eat candy you pull up an article i just read yeah this was an article uh townhall.com titled too much fluff over flavors by kim murray she was arguing that flavored tobacco vapes for adults are not necessarily marketed to kids i mean they have been marketed to kids i'll read this paragraph some people assume okay this is uh from kim murray Quote, some people assume that anything that tastes like candy is meant for children. That is far from the truth. In the United States, 65% of all candy is consumed by adults. Besides the sugary treat, adults enjoy age-restricted cotton candy-flavored products such as wine, margaritas, and vodka. No one is accusing candy-flavored adult products of marketing to children until the topic of tobacco harm reduction products enters the conversation. The irony is there are countless examples of suggestions to use candy to help adults quit smoking. The American Cancer Society, American Lung Association, American Heart Association, Truth Initiative, and the pharmaceutical industry all endorse candy or candy flavors for smoking cessation. Only the pharmaceutical options are, fa- are approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for smoking cessation, yet candy is readily endorsed by the public health organizations to help people quit smoking. While those same organizations slam consumer THR products for not being FDA approved for the same purpose. Exactly. So this whole, they're marketing it to children is fucking bullshit. Then ban the sale to under 18 and and issue stiff penalties 
and then fucking enforce it. Don't bring up this what you think about the ch- children bullshit because that's I don't buy it. Uh, this is back to the sandpiper, this guy that owns a beach shop, he's pissed off because it's like 50% of his sales. Uh, this is a quote uh, from Jason Mallet. He owns Long Beach Smoke Shop. Quote, I have three children and I have to provide for them and being open in Beach Haven for three months and having 50% of my income being taken away as has me shaking in my boots. Uh, he said his main customers are parents who purchase the items for anxiety relief. Many families who come here want it, said mail it. Children aren't running away from their parents to buy it. Exactly. This is like a tourist town. The last time we, we uh, covered it, they were going to issue very stiff penalties, like millions of dollars in case uh, in case somebody was harmed by any of the products that would have fallen on the vendor, which I thought was a fine way to deal with it in this uh, wealthy community. But at least they're, they're not criminalizing people. You can go ahead and take your Kratom to Beach Haven. You just can't sell it there. Um, but there is a problem in certain places about kids getting a hold of it. It's mostly high school kids, you know. Surprise, surprise. There's an article out of uh, Powell, Wyoming, that um, spoke about, you know, concerns with children. Somebody had, some kid got a hold of Delta 8, whatever. These are all diet drugs. I mean, when I was in high school, we were smoking cigarettes. We were smoking weed. I had some crack in high school, I think. We were drinking alcohol. At least at least kids are a lot safer with all these diet drugs that they're trying. But it's a concern somewhere. Uh, Czechoslovakia, it's a concern. A lot of high school kids are getting a uh, hold of Kratom. There's another um, article on Kratom science you guys should check out. Groups pushing for Kratom regulation in Czech Republic. Uh, you can read all about that there. So there's three groups called the European Kratom Alliance, the Czechoslovak Kratom Association, and the Pirate Party, which is a progressive political party. Um, They're pushing for rational Kratom regulation in the Czech Republic. They have an ally. There's a guy, uh, Jindrix Voboril, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but he's the National Drug Policy Coordinator. He's all about harm reduction, risk minimization, prevention, treatment, things that will actually help people who have drug problems. Jacob Zinalta, I had a phone call with him, and uh, what he told me is they want to regulate it under a new category called psychomodular substances. They kind of had to make up a name because I think psychoactive, probably that term already falls in the EU legal framework. But it wouldn't be regulated as a food. It wouldn't be regulated as a drug. It would be regulated as what Kratom is used for, uh, along with like cannabis, psilocybin mushrooms, and and kind of low-level, you know, diet drugs like that. I mean, not that mushrooms are diet, but drugs that people generally don't have problems with. And, and I'll quote uh, Jacob, quote, this is a very fast-moving situation. By January, either we are going to have legislation present in Czech Parliament and then there is another round of lobbying, or we will have prohibition. Uh, so go check that article out. I'll have our, all the articles linked in the description. Hopefully, Czech Republic, I know a lot of Americans don't know our geography, but it's kind of central in Europe. It's like right in the middle, sort of, towards the east, but sort of in the middle, too. Uh, so if Czech Republic can have a good policy like this that would not have to adhere to EU food law, and they've been a pretty progressive country about drugs. Uh, possession of a small amount of drugs has been decriminalized there since 1989. And if they can implement this rational, sensible public health-based policy, then hopefully 
that will start around Europe. It'll just be another European country that's a model for sensible drug regulation. And let's hope that happens. Kudos to uh, Jacob, our friend Jacob and the uh, European Kratom Alliance uh, and all the people working on that over there. Uh, the other groups, the Pirate Party and the Czech Slovak uh, Kratom Association. Let's hope it works out. We'll be, we'll be paying attention. All right, kids, that's all for me. Uh, I hope you liked this uh, rant format. I was a little more ranty. You might like that. You might not like it. Leave a comment anywhere you listen. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review. The music is Risey. The song is Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.